Chris Lee and Blake Lovell of Southeastern 14 here to discuss the firing of Jimbo Fisher. We're doing this Sunday morning. Blake, I'll be honest. I woke up expecting we could see some coaches fired in the SEC today. Um, I thought there might be a couple ahead of Jimbo Fisher if they're going to do it today, but that's not what happened, which leads me to believe the Aggies have a plan given the resources they are going to have to pay out to Jimbo Fisher, some of that do immediately, and the resources they are going to have to pay to hire a coach of the caliber that they need to meet expectations in Texas A&M. Yeah, just so everyone knows, like multiple people reporting this, um, that Jimbo will be fired as head coach of Texas A&M, um, and that number seventy, more than $75 million uh, is what the buyout's going to be, so Listen, if, if you want to make a change, uh, you know, at Texas A&M, everyone knew what the financial picture would look like if they decided to do it. And so here we are. Um, this is something that for the longest time, people were saying the reason they weren't going to fire him is because of the buyout still at 75 plus million. And they don't care at this point because moving on to the next to try to figure out how they get back to, you know, being near the top of the SEC um, and not just kind of being a team that had this point season a year ago uh, this year, it's better, but it's not to where they want it to be. And so, yeah, it's Chris sets up a very interesting sort of situation here, but you know, before you can look ahead, you've probably kind of got to look at how did it get to this point? Right. Because, you know, we, we've kind of just seen the trajectory of how things have gone. Um, and, and I think we all knew, this was going to be the way this thing ended. We just didn't know when it was going to happen. Um, Cause I don't know. And you and I probably are in agreement on this. I don't know that either one of us are ever just fully confident that he was going to turn things around uh, to the point that they wanted it to be, uh, you know, even after last year, right. You could say, well, certainly they're going to have a bounce back year five and seven last year. They're six and four this year. Um, you know, that's just not what A&M paid that kind of money to get. Right. And so, it's the SEC, you know what's at stake, you know the results that are needed to keep your job. And at Texas A&M, which, oh, by the way, part of a conference that's about to enter a new era with uh, a team named Texas joining the mix, this was the time they felt like we've got to make a move to make sure we are set up for the, the new look SEC next year. But, you know, there's a lot more to it than that, too. So. Yeah, I think Billy Lucci of Tex-Ags was the first guy to have the news on this, so let's give credit there. That, that's that's what it's been widely credited as on the internet. But a couple things of interest, and this is from a CBS Sports article Sunday morning. I'm just going to read you some things. There was, a, there was an infamous tweet earlier in the week about worst Power 5 records the last two years or whatever that was, where it was five or six coaches and Jimbo Fisher was on there. <laughs> Never a list that you want to be on. I, I may be botching what that tweet was, but here's something along those lines. This isn't quite as damning as that one was, but this from CBS Sports, I'll just read it verbatim. The Aggies sit six and four, four and three in the SEC in Fisher's sixth season. And, and by the way, this is my footnote, just beat Mississippi State 51 to 10, which made the timing of this a little odd. Anyway, back to CBS. Notably, Fisher's 45 and 25 overall record is worse than that of his predecessor, Kevin Sumlin, who was fired with a 51 and 26 record. Fisher's Aggies have been underwhelming in SEC play as well. 
His 26 and 21 mark against conference opponents includes a one and five record against Alabama. The school Fisher was hired to topple in the SEC West. Since Fisher signed the extension in 2021, Texas A&M has gone 10 and 13 against SEC opponents and 12 and 14 against Power Five teams. Certainly not the production Texas A&M expects from one of the highest paid coaches in the game. Blake, I know you got thoughts on this. I'll ask you to hold them for just a second to remind you our content brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball here as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is CAPS, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, I guess we could talk about who we'd bet on as the Aggies' next coach. Um, and, and Those odds are from- coming. Don't worry. Those odds no, are coming, and we want to hear from you in the comments if you're especially an AM fan who you'd like. But Blake, uh want to give you a minute. Can you either react to some of the stats I just threw out or, or, or move forward to the next topic, which is who is going to replace Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um you can reel off all the numbers and, and everything you want, but it's the it's the column that has a big zero in it to me, right, is the reason why he's not going to be the head coach there. Zero college football playoff appearances, zero SEC West titles. And remember, think about the amount of money that's being paid here and the buyout and what the number is to not have any of those. Like that is what they hired him for, right? And it's sure you can look at the overall record, which obviously plays into this, but you know, it's still like, yeah, like those records and everything stand out. But the one thing, again, you were hired for and you knew it when you had the job was to get to that level, and they've never gotten there. They didn't have a double-digit win season, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like I said, this is the SEC in this era, and an era that's about to expand and add what figures to probably be two teams that, you know, will be right there with a chance to be in the discussion every year uh, in terms of having a chance to make the college football playoff. Uh, so, yeah, like it's just – um like you said, the timing's interesting coming off a, a game like that against Mississippi State. But at the same time, what do we always say about this kind of thing, too? Where it's like, what's their remaining schedule? I don't have the, all the stuff we've been looking at this morning. I don't uh, even know their they've got schedule. Abilene Christian and then at LSU. Right. So let's say they win their final two games, right? You know where I'm going with this. Like it's okay. Well, hey, we finish eight and four. Yeah. We improve our win total from three last year. I mean, we had a couple close losses, right? We lost by six to Alabama, seven to Tennessee, three to Ole Miss. Felt like still, though, right? We're, we're finishing in a positive direction. Well, then it's really hard to make that justification at that yeah. point. But um, if you know you're going to make the move, you make it as soon as you know. Uh, and it seems like, again, they met, what did they say, Thursday was the report. Pretty much yes. had their, their mind made up. This Mississippi State game did not matter if that was the case, if they knew – then that this was the move they were going to make. So, yeah, so that's where we are. Um, and again, I don't think it really surprises any of us that this is kind of the direction this thing was going to get to. It's just a matter of when it was going to happen. 
And now we look forward, Chris, because like we said, there will be some betting odds out soon enough on who the next coach is going to be of Texas A&M. And uh, in the world of social media, already plenty of names being bantered about. So I will do this, Chris. I will give you Pete Thamel's list. Uh, he is the one who just, look, everybody's going to put out a list. Let's call it what it is. Everyone is going to throw a list out there. We're just using this one because not because I'm saying this is the one it's going to be, or we're not, you know, backing this list up with any sort of whatever information, right? This is just what Pete Thamel looked at and said, Hey, early list of potential names for Texas A&M knowing money is no object. Lane Kiffin, shocker, Mike Elko, Mike Norvell, Dan Lanning, Jeff Trailer, Chris Clayman, Cliff Kingsbury, and Kayla DeBoer. Those, those are the names on the list. So, Chris, I'll let you go wherever you want with that. Okay, I was I was exchanging texts with the, a friend of mine who covers another SEC school about this this morning. And my first reaction is was his, and I think as was yours, that you don't make this move probably at this point, maybe unless you have a pretty good idea of where you're going. Maybe you feel like you need to win a foot race. To, to candidate X that, that you're worried about somebody else firing a coach and, and making a move. And my friend brought this up. He said, do you, do you really do all this? And, and you're going to have to pay Jimbo Fisher. Was it at $77 million or whatever? And, and all of that is owed to him. The interesting thing is that some coaches have these offset buyouts that if you go take a job somewhere else, then, you know, if you're making 70 million and they owe you 77, then, you know, AM only owes you $7 million or whatever the numbers would be. That, that's not there. <laughs> so <laughs> I think AM has the right to look at a $30 million check right now, something like that. You can look up the numbers for yourself. There's a point to all this. And that is this do you, do you go do that to get a Mike Elko? Um, I would say, do you do that for a Jeff Trailer or somebody like? And no, no disrespect to any of these guys, right? But do you absolutely break the bank for guys that aren't been there, done that? Guys do have done the things or very close to doing the things that you expect of your head coach. That's a lot of money in a big gamble, and and maybe one of those guys is the right guy to come and do it. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just looking at the optics of this, which makes me think it's either maybe a, a Dan Lanning, a Caleb DeBoer, some of those guys, some of the the power five guys that are in contention for a playoff spot, or maybe they've got – because a lot of times you see this happen where an AD has got or a committee has got a guy out in the weeds that nobody knows is on the market. You know, I don't know if that would be – somebody that's been out of it like an urban Meyer. And, and I'm not, I'm not throwing out names to say these guys are or aren't involved or should or shouldn't be, but just as a concept or some other coach somewhere else that that's winning at a big level that, that isn't being discussed publicly. Yeah. I told you, I said, I, I think the top two names will be the ones that have the most sec experience, right. Of that group that was just, put out there yeah. and that's kiffin and lanning um and look we're, here's the thing right it, for whatever reason you can put kiffin's name in with every year with a lot of opening it's just the way this thing works um knowing kind of how the stuff went last year with auburn and all that yes they just got you know shellacked by georgia but 
still the rating too, right? And um, again, Kiffin's just someone that he's going to be mentioned in some of these. Um, it's just rinse and repeat every offseason pretty much at this point. Yeah. So, but I think Landing is probably the most interesting candidate for me of the group. Um, when you think about just the experience he has in the SEC, grad assistant Alabama at Georgia, has been there, has experienced all the success, um, you know, still got a chance to make the playoff, which I know, as you mentioned to me, that's where things get interesting uh, if, if that happens. And so, and look, it's, it's, you know, it's the recruiting and transfer portal era too. Like it's one of those things where if you're going to win at A&M, which I mean, Jimbo brought good players in, it's just, they couldn't get it done in terms of uh, getting to the level, like we said, that fans expect them to. And the, the, the board, everybody expects them to the people who are paying the money. So I, yeah, that's probably where I would start. I mean, I don't think, like you said, no offense to anyone out there that's accomplished great things in this year or beyond just this year. But like I said earlier, I, I think there, there is something to the fact that like when you, you're A&M and you're about to make this move and you're paying $75 million plus million to make this move, you you are aiming at the very highest, highest point, right? Like people probably, and like you said, I'm, I'm not knocking those other guys and it may wind up being one of the other guys, but that's just my guess in terms of looking at their mindset yeah. of this, not saying necessarily that I would hire a guy X or guy Y, but it's my looking at what their mindset is and thinking, Hey, this is such a significant decision uh, that we want the biggest body of work, you yeah. know, or, or just everything that ties it together to make us feel like this is the perfect hire on every level, yes. knowing that, like I said, we, we can say it doesn't mean anything, but it does. When Texas comes in next year and Texas is a preseason top five team or whatever, and Texas A&M is, I don't know, wherever they are outside the top 25 or something like that, it's one team, but we know what that means, Chris. Like that, it's a new ball game. Like it's not just here we are in different conferences. Like these are, these are things that matter in, in the state of Texas. So that's just one piece of the puzzle because it's all about the bigger SEC getting the playoff. But now that it is an expanded playoff, you know, that opportunity is there. So you've got to make the most of it. And so, yeah, I, I would start with those two um, probably. And look, there, there's another name that people are throwing out there. I know. I don't wonder if you can guess where I'm going with this and you can tell this is more of a, an entertaining thought. You know, there's one name that I've already seen on Twitter. People throwing out as much <laughs> as possible. Now their team has taken a bit of a turn here this year from where they started. Uh, but coach prime and college station. That's what I see some people yeah. rooting for that. Now I don't um, think that's going to happen, but boy, I, I I've got some comments there. <laughs> y- your coach might need to know all the rules first. Um, oh, boy. A, uh, Coach Brian, I, I thought I thought you were going to say <laughs> this would be a good in, SEC inside joke. Uh, John Gruden. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, John, not John Gruden. Well, and I'll oh. tell you, or I thought maybe you're going to go James Franklin too. That was the other one that was popping in my head. But Deion Sanders, obviously, that's going to come up. Um, I've seen Franklin mentioned by people. I don't... Yeah, I could see that too. I think that's the that could be the mutually sick of each other. Thing. Here's a name for you. What about Dabo? Ooh. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. But. Well, th- there was one I wanted to comment on, and I'm going to tell you the-, the reason 
the reason you could make a case for him than the reason I wouldn't make a case for him and then use that to springboard into who I would make a case for. Lane Kiffin's name was mentioned a few minutes ago. Now, Lane Kiffin's got the portal thing going. He can flip a roster. He's an offensive-minded head coach, and my goodness, they want that in College Station, as, as we know. That's why they hired Bobby Petrino. My problem is, and we, we did this in the live stream last night, who, who are the two teams squarely at the top of this league right now? Yep. Georgia and Bama. And what do they do? They have the best two defenses in the league. That is Alabama and Georgia they have for some time. Lane yep. Kiffin got shredded by Georgia last night. Happens to a lot of people, but they, they were not competitive when they played Alabama. They were not competitive when they played Georgia. Now, look, you can say, hey, it's Alabama and Georgia, and I get that, but that's the level you're trying to get to. Lane Kiffin has got no shortage of money in Oxford. Now, look, can he get more at Texas A&M? Yes, he can. But it's that inability to ever figure it out on defense that makes me question him. Now, this is why I think Dan Lanning is the best guy on that list. Several reasons. The offense is killing it. Numbers going into last night, yesterday, and I cannot remember who they played, so excuse me. 47 and a half points a game. They were giving up 16 points a game. Now, keep in mind, um, they beat USC yesterday, didn't they? Is that who it was? Mm, I think yes. It was. All right, <clears throat> keep, keep this in mind. Th that's coming in a league that is offensive-minded. So, you got guys scoring points out the wazoo in the Pac-12. If you're giving up that few points, of course, Dan Lanning, been defensive coordinator in the league. So, I don't know. To, to me, th that is the guy that makes most sense for them. Now, here's the problem. I think they got a really good shot to make the playoff. And how do you disentangle that with all the timelines for portals, signing day, all that stuff? Um, and, and I do not think it is good for college football to see guys leave in the middle of a playoff chase to go take another job. I, I think that's bad for the sport. That's the reality. But – Anyway, to me, Dane Lanning is the best guy on that list. I would put Lanning at the top of my list. Now, of course, the tie of – you talk about that. I mean, Elko was the defensive coordinator there for how many seasons? What, four seasons? 2018 to 21. Um, total defense, they finished 34th, 31st, 9th, and 20th. But I guess that's the question, right? I mean – that's always a tricky thing to me. Like, do you bring in the guy who was already there with the former coach? Like, I don't know. I'm sure there's instances that's happened, but like, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're like, Hey, this is the guy we're going to turn it over to him and go. But I don't know if, I don't know if they do that, but maybe it is as simple as that. Uh, I just think the money we'll see. I'm curious to see where Elko falls in the, the list, like in the pecking. I, I don't order. know. I mean, I'm not saying again. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just thinking. I don't think you shell out yeah. that kind of money. And again, that 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 includes. I don't either. For for a guy that has just not been in that same league, maybe maybe he can be. But I, I to me, I think it is. My guess is they either think they've got a really good chance at somebody, or they've got somebody. And if they get a Mike Elko, no offense, that means that that something has gone not according to plan. Yeah, and like I said, it's just um, 
man, yeah, it's it's interesting. And Lanning's buyout, I don't remember if you said this. If you did, I apologize. But I know Andy Staples put out his twenty millions to buy out for Lanning at so, so you're you're almost a hundred million dollars in before you paid anybody <laughs> yeah. a penny to coach going forward. Kalen DeBoer is twelve million. We don't know Elko's as he as Andy Staples notes because it's private. So so, I mean, it's, again, that's something to think about, right? Like, that's – but if you're willing to pay this much to, to get rid of Jimbo, like, again, it's not a problem. Like, we know there is You're in is for no, a penny, you're in for a pound, right? Sure. Like, what's another – if you're paying $75 million, what's another, you know, 75 at that point? I mean, it's whatever, you know. I wish I was in that situation. Like, I wish I could say that, but I can't. Um which, by the way, if you want to help us get to that level, you can do that by joining the It Just Means More tier. $3.99 a month. We need about – we need about 20 million of you to jump in there, but we'll get there. Uh, you can do that by hitting that, that button down there for us. Uh, if you want to donate some money, you can you know tip us with the, that, that way. I'll, Super ma- I'll make too. a promise here. If, um, if we get enough money, we'll hire Jimbo Fisher to join us on this channel every Saturday. We'll hire Dan Lanning. If you give us enough we'll hire money, Dan, if you give us enough money, we'll hire Dan Lanning to come here at yeah. Southeastern 14. He's leaving Oregon for us, but, uh, yeah, Little that's fact. what we need. So, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. We know how coaching searches work, work in the SEC period, but I think A&M is such an interesting scenario now because of the record buyout that they're paying. Um, yeah, I mean, and look, I've seen some other people mention too. It's like, hey, may, maybe Elko is the guy because you do have a nucleus on defense that is in place to where – that's that's the tricky thing about these things too, man. It's transport portal, right? Like it's yeah, it's tricky. Like your roster can completely just be blown up in a single off season. And now that this is and now that this change is made, there's something else that we've kind of touched on, but it is important to note because you're making this change with two games left, and you think about the way again the transport portal works. And no, you know, there's new rules and stuff, but it's just something to think about. Like. <laughs> We know how this thing works in college football. Whether you've got man, that's that's the other thing. You've got to pony up NIL to keep your guys in place yeah. to keep them from going other places. And then NIL for the next guy's people. Do you think Mike Norvell? I mean, that that's a big one. Because I mean, but again, he's someone that is in prime spot to make the playoff. And yeah, I think I think they have the best yeah. chance of anybody to get there just based on who's ahead. Yeah. But I mean, and and that's a guy that two years ago was, you know, gonna a couple of losses from being in this spot where he was going to be let go. Yeah. So, uh, can yeah. I just tell you one name? It's not going to be that I just see. I keep seeing people throwing around. I just cannot see Urban Myers. <laughs> Next, folks, I just don't think it's going to happen. Now, if it happens, we're gonna we're gonna play this on loop. But we're also yeah. going to be playing a lot of Texas A&M fan calls because I think if if that happens, I don't think it's going to be a positive reaction. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Chris. That's all we got for now. We were doing this, as most people are, just kind of reacting to the news and giving some initial thoughts. But obviously, we'll have a lot more um, as this thing officially starts in terms of, you know, the, the coaching search and everything and – yeah, it, as always in the SEC, doesn't matter who it is. It's going to be a, a wild, wild uh, search probably. So we'll see. 
I think we need to start a Jimbo buyout here here at the channel. Can we make that happen? I I mean I'm okay with that. It's <laughs> good for us, but uh yeah. So I we'll see. I mean, there's A and M as we know is a, a program that has the resources and can have a lot of success. It's just it's not reached the level they've they've wanted it to reach since they hired Jimbo. And you're just seeing what's happening elsewhere in the SEC and knowing, again, the SEC gets stronger by two teams starting next season. The competition only is getting tougher in every area, like you just mentioned, NIL, recruiting, transfers, expanded conference, like all those things combined. Every hire is an important hire, but like this one is a ooh, big, biggest hire for me. Like, Four or five million dollars used to be a deterrent to firing a coach. I don't know, right? Not anymore. So no. we'll just we'll burn 70, 78 million. Is that what I think? Yeah, 78. So whew. Must be nice. Yeah. All right. Buckle Hold up. On, Chris. Quickly, AM fans, we know you're watching. In the comments, give us your your short list candidates again we're not saying this is who's going to get higher we're just we're bantering about like everybody else who would you put on your short list give me your top name give us your top three whatever um who would you hire who's a&m gonna hire all that good stuff so a lot of interaction on this one because that's why we did this we want to hear your guys thoughts on what you think is going to happen and of course other sec fans you can also give us your thoughts as well because i'm sure a lot of them will be very serious in terms of who you want AM to I'm hire. I'm sure. Um, but <laughs> we'll have fun with it. Right. All right. We're here for it. Thank you for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Battle Line. We'll see you again soon.